Blog Talk Radio. Sports with the Statman is on the air. Welcome to Sports with the Statman on blogtalkradio.com. I'm your host, George Sothopoulos, the Statman on a Sunday morning, the 11th of June, 2017. It is 10 a.m. in the East. We are live on Block Talk Radio, coming to you from our authentic invitation home studios in northern New Jersey. We're going to be with you for the next 45 minutes, so sit back and enjoy. As I take you through the world of sports. A good Sunday morning out there, everybody. Heading towards the middle of June with summer-like temperatures in the air. It's a great day. Get out there and enjoy it. Hope you're enjoying your weekend. We're on Sunday this week. Usually we're on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m., but we are uh, on with you on Sunday. So if you're listening to us in the car, if you're listening to us uh, on blogtalkradio.com, welcome aboard. Otherwise, if you're on the podcast, hopefully you get this in time for week 11, which starts tomorrow. We're going to take a look back at week 10 and ahead to week 11, injuries, hot pickups, two-star pitchers, hitting notes. And also uh, we're going to uh, take a look at our fantasy focus, which is our all-star ballot if, uh, if we were doing it from a fantasy perspective. And that is, a, uh, uh, that, that, that is always something I try and do. I try and fill out a ballot every year uh, for, uh, as, as if I was, uh, filling out a fantasy ballot. That's, that's usually, um, one way to do it. And basically major league baseball uh, and the all-star game, it's based on numbers. It's a popularity contest. Yes, but it's based on numbers. If, if you got a player that you like, but he doesn't have the numbers to support it, you know, th- those guys get a lot of votes. That's true, but that's not the way I vote. I, I vote, uh, strictly based on statistics and how the player is doing, um, I, I'm not into um, charity votes and, and things like that. So we're going to look at uh, – we're, we're going to fill out a ballot uh, live, and then uh, we are going to look at the numbers to try and determine uh, which player we are, um, we are going for. And we're going to do that uh, in a bit. Uh, we are headed towards the midpoint. In fact, if you have a 20-week season today, after today's game, you have the midpoint of your fantasy baseball regular season. We're already 10 weeks in, which means 10 weeks to go before the fantasy playoffs, which begin in mid to late August. So you have about two months left to make some changes. And if you had a bad first half, as I had a bad first half, I'm three and six, probably losing this week. It's because I have 15 guys out of my 30 uh, on the roster, 15 guys on the DL. Not all 15 of those players were drafted, but even guys that picked up as free agents, 15 guys being hurt is more than any team can take. I don't care if you're a major league team or a fantasy team. So it's a very difficult time, including uh, really good everyday players that you depended on. Uh, th- those guys are out. Guys like Noah Syndergaard, uh, guys like uh, uh, Adam Eaton is another player that, uh, that was hurt for a while or has been hurt and will be hurt for the rest of the season. Um, so, uh, we're going to try and give you some hot pickups and try and get back in the game. Uh, first, the uh, National Hockey League Stanley Cup playoffs may end tonight if Pittsburgh can win on the road in Nashville. Pittsburgh is a 3-2 lead. Every uh, game has been won by the home team so far. The last, I mean, th- there has not been a one-goal game in this final. Pittsburgh won by two, and yes, it was an empty net late. That was the closest game. That was in game one, a 5-3 victory by Pittsburgh. They won game two, four, one. Then the scene went to Nashville where they won convincingly five, one and four, one and Pittsburgh with the most convincing win in this series in game five last Thursday, they beat Nashville six, nothing 
So this game tonight at eight, on 8 p.m., NBC, CBC up north, uh, it will be in Nashville. It will be rocking, and the uh, uh, Nashville Predators will try and extend it to a game seven. Basically, if, you're, if you don't have home ice, as Nashville d- didn't have coming into this series, it is, you know, make sure you take care of your games at home, and you have to steal one on the road. And all Nashville has not done is steal one on the road. They've won their games at home. So if they win tonight and keep, you know, hold serve, anything can happen in a game seven. So those are your cliches. Uh, no one has really uh, broken serve, so to speak, as the French Open final is, uh, is today, to mix metaphors. But Nashville has a chance to extend it to game seven. So Sunday at 8 p.m., that is game six tonight. Game seven, if necessary, will be Wednesday in Pittsburgh, 8 p.m. start as well. And that will be the end of the National Hockey League season. Uh, so let's, uh, let's move on. Let's take a look at uh, uh, fantasy baseball for the past uh, week. And the, the games that we're looking at, we, we are going to continue our Saturday to Friday uh, look at the last seven days, even though uh, we can look at the last eight days because we're having our show on Sunday. But we are going to go back to um, – uh, we, we are going to go back to the uh, the starting line here and uh, go Saturday to Friday. So the games of uh, June the 3rd through June the 9th. And we start with Odebel Herrera, the top hitter in fantasy baseball, also obviously the top local. 13 of 28, 10 doubles. That gives you a slugging percentage of 1036. He had 10 doubles, two homers, and only one single. Yes, he's a leadoff hitter, but he was hitting for extra bases, nine RBIs. He attempted a steal and was caught, so he was uh, in his power mode. Batted 464 for the week and had 42 fantasy points. Joey Votto, one point behind him. Uh, he had three homers and seven RBIs. Batted 444, uh, 12 out of 27, seven runs scored, and a uh, slugging percentage of 852. He had 41 fantasy points. Ryan Healy. Name we haven't called on this list yet this year. The third baseman for the Oakland Athletics. Four home runs, 10 RBIs, a 381 average, and 1095 slugging percentage. He had 35 fantasy points. New Atlanta Braves and former uh, former St. Louis Cardinal Matt Adams also had a solid week. Tied with Healy for third. And uh, Adams had a 406 on base, a 793 slugging. Four home runs as well. Nine runs batted in. Scooter Jeanette. Uh, Picks up the final spot in the top five. Jeanette, the Cincinnati native, signed with the Reds this year. 360 batting average, four home runs, 13 RBIs. Now, four of those home, four of those four home runs, all four of those home runs were in one game. I believe he had 10 RBIs in that game. What a what a game that was! And that is our Major League Baseball line of the week. That was on uh, Tuesday against the Cardinals at home, five for five. With four home runs, 10 runs batted in, his average in one day went up two points. And for the year, he has seven homers and 31 RBIs. But for the day, he had four homers and 10 RBIs. An Anthony Rondon type of, uh, type of game. And Jeanette, that's enough to propel him to fifth place for the week. For pitchers, our weekly best uh, includes... Uh, our top fantasy pitcher in the past week, Edinson Volquez, who had a no-hitter uh, on a, uh, very, uh, a, a very emotional no-hitter. Of course, Volquez, the former Royal, um, and uh, was in the same starting rotation as Jordani Ventura, who was, hurt, who was killed in a uh, car crash over the offseason, now comes to Miami. And, of course, Miami dealing with 
uh, their major loss last September with uh, Jose Fernandez being killed in a boating accident, and he throws a no-hitter for Miami, and uh, that no-hitter against Arizona, and that was uh, last Saturday, so a week ago Saturday, uh, with 10 strikeouts and two walks and a fantastic uh, pitching performance, only 98 pitches uh, for Volquez. Uh, it, you know, we, we can give him also the uh, pitching line of the week, but, you know, in terms of the overall line of the week, Jeanette's four-home-run performance, Volquez's no-hitter. Um, no-hitters happen more often, actually, than four-home-run performances, but they're both uh, unbelievable lines of the week. Um, but really apples and oranges. Folk has uh, followed that up with another shutout in seven innings uh, of uh, three-hit baseball. And in two starts, his ERA has gone down from 4.44 to 3.41, a full run. And he's been taking the ball every uh, every fifth day for uh, for Miami, 12 starts, 68 and two-thirds innings. He now has an ERA of 3.41, but a hard luck record of three and seven. And those three wins have come in his last three starts. So in that past week, he had 85 fantasy points, 16 shutout innings, two quality starts, one no-hitter, and a 2-0 record, 18 strikeouts as well. Corey uh, Knable for the Milwaukee Brewers, the closer, top closer in, in uh, fantasy baseball. He was tied for second with Tyler Chatwood. Knable, four saves in four to third innings, no hits and uh, no, no runs, no hits, a walk, nine strikeouts. Tyler Chatwood also had 53 points, uh, 2-0 record. Two quality starts, 14 innings, 12 strikeouts, a 1-2-9 ERA. In fourth place, the top local, Jordan Montgomery of the Yankees. Two quality starts, two victories, 13 innings, 13 strikeouts, a 1-3-9 ERA, a .92 whip. He had 50 fantasy points. And tied for fifth place, we have Jason Hamill and Raciel Iglesias, the closer for the Reds. Hamill, 1-0 and a no decision, 2-6-3 ERA and a .66 whip. Iglesias, three saves and four innings, no runs, no hits. One walk, seven strikeouts, 42 points for both of them. So that is our look back at the weekly best for week number 10 in, uh, in fantasy baseball. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to take a look now, before we get to our injuries and our hot pickups, at uh, our fantasy focus for the, uh, uh, for the week. And we're going to take a look at uh, um, our uh, all-star ballot. If we were uh, to fill out the ballot completely based on um, our uh, statistics, our, our fantasy statistics at this point, and uh, let's let's take a uh, let's take a look and see what uh, what would happen. Uh, and of course, we're only going by the players available in the uh, in the ballot. Uh, we are, you know, if we have to write in somebody, I guess we will. But let's let's see how it goes. So let's start with uh, the first baseman, uh, as that is the first one that uh, you have to fill out. Looking at the American League and the National League. Um, we, uh, we will, uh, we'll, we'll take a look at, uh, at the first baseman. Of course, uh, in order for us to do that, the, the numbers have to pop up on the screen for me uh, to get a little help. Paul Goldschmidt is the top fantasy first baseman, 245 fantasy points, 311 average, 13 homers, and 47 RBIs. So he is our National League first base representative. Uh, among uh, other, other players close by, Joey Votto, only six points behind. Ryan Zimmerman is 42 points behind. Anthony Rizzo, 45 points behind. The top first baseman in the American League right now, and he is the only one on the list um, who is among the, uh, the top nine who qualify at first. Uh, the only one out of the nine from the American League. 
uh, Goldschmidt, Votto, Zimmerman, Rizzo, Mark Reynolds, Eric Thames, uh, Freddie Freeman, and Jay Bruce qualifies at first. They are all having better seasons than the number two American League first baseman. So the number one first baseman in the American League right now is Justin Smoke of the Toronto Blue Jays. 296 average, 18 home runs at 43 RBIs. And Smoke is our, our first base representative in the American League. Hard to believe. To, and I'm sure he won't get the starting nod, but uh, that is uh, wh- why you look at it from a fantasy perspective. Second base. Technically, the top second baseman from a fantasy perspective, the guy who qualifies there is Anthony Rizzo. Well, Anthony Rizzo is really a first baseman, so we have to overlook that. In the National League, it's Daniel Murphy. Daniel Murphy has a, uh, a heady lead on anybody else. The next best second baseman is actually Neil Walker, 40 points behind him. Daniel Murphy batting 341, 10 home runs, and 41 RBIs. That is an easy pick for National League second baseman. For American League, um, it is a pretty easy pick as well. Jose Altuve is 20 points ahead of Starlin Castro, the Yankees. But Altuve, 324, 11 steals, 9 home runs, 31 RBIs. And uh, uh, he, is a, he, he should be the runaway winner anyway in that second base category. Uh, on to shortstops. And uh, among uh, all shortstops, the top fantasy shortstop, not, not a name that you would expect, and is Zach Cozart in Cincinnati Reds. 337 average, nine home runs, and 33 RBIs. He has five triples, 15 doubles, so altogether 29 extra base hits. We're not even halfway through the season. So Zach Cozart is our look, our National League pick at shortstop. American League pick, well, it's a tie. And uh, believe it or not, there are four shortstops that are within two points of each other. Cozart has a relatively comfortable 22-point lead on Corey Seager for the second best uh, between one and two in the National League. But in the American League, you have Carlos Correa and Xander Bogarts tied at 163 points. Francisco Lindor is at 162. Elvis Andrews is at 161. So all four of those guys really, I think three of them will make the team. So there will be an odd man out here, and it will probably be Andrews. Uh, Carlos Correa. 295, 11 home runs, 40 RBIs. Xander Bogarts, uh, 332, two home runs, but four triples, and 23 RBIs. He also has eight steals. Uh, In terms of the OPS, Correa is the uh, leader there at 874 compared to Bogarts, uh, who is at uh, 846. So we're going to give it to Correa, uh, but you want to talk about honorable mention, Bogarts is right there. Uh, Third base, Uh, Nolan Arenado is the best third baseman by 10 points over Jake Lamb, 20 points over Chris Bryant, 25 over Anthony Rendon. Arenado, 287 average, 14 home runs, 46 RBIs, 21 doubles as well. And Arenado is a a pretty easy pick, but there are a lot of third basemen, much like shortstops in the American League. Third base in the National League, as well as first base in the National League, dominated over their um, counterparts from the other league. Travis Shaw is the uh, and uh, Travis Shaw is tied for fifth best among all third basemen, but um, uh, he is um, uh, he, uh, along with Eduardo Nunez. Eugenio Suarez is seventh, so that leaves the best third baseman in the American League a tie between Mike Mustakas and Jose Ramirez. Mustakas of Kansas City, 271 average, 15 homers, 34 RBIs. Ramirez, 290, eight and 27 with six steals. So you go to the OPS to break the tie. Ramirez is at 831, Moustakas at 837. It is that close. 
who are going to give it to Mustakas, but Ramirez is right there. Uh, among catchers, Buster Posey uh, has a 22-point lead over JT Real Muto of Miami. Posey at 341, eight home runs, 19 RBIs. He has, I believe, served a little time on the DL. Uh, but Posey is still the best catcher in the National League, and that uh, should be the same as real life. In terms of the American League, Salvador Perez has a 10-point lead on Brian McCann. Perez at 272, 13 home runs, leading all catchers, and 35 RBIs. The only uh, everyday catcher in double figures. Actually, no, I take that back. Austin Hedges with 11 home runs for San Diego, but he's only batting 208. Uh, the other, uh, 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 the, the only other double-figure home run catcher is Salvador Perez, he gets my vote for the All-Star game. So uh, right now you're looking at Houston and the Royals dominating the American League uh, with two uh, representatives each, uh, one team represented in each of the five positions. DH, which is really only a uh, uh, only an American League uh, vote, and uh, we get, we try and give it to a uh, classic DH, a player who is uh, who's available uh, mainly as a designated hitter. Uh, and probably give it to, um, I would think, Nelson Cruz would be the best guy. Ryan Healy is there as well. Um, Corey Dickerson, Matt Holliday, Kendry Morales. Um, but if you're going to look at, uh, at all the players there, uh, Corey Dickerson actually has the best numbers uh, from a fantasy perspective, 174 points. Cruz is at 172. Uh, and that is the highest among those named players. If you're going to write a player in, um, well, we're, we're not there yet in terms of the write-ins, but I'm going to give it to Dickerson uh, because of his uh, two-point lead on Nelson Cruz. As I mentioned, Dickerson slugging 589, by the way. Cruz slugging 549, both of them with 14 home runs. Cruz with more RBIs, but Dickerson has the better fantasy numbers. Uh, let's look at outfielders and see who the best outfielders are. In the National League, Corey Blackman is the number one outfielder in all of fantasy, and he has 232 points, 27 more than Mike Trout of the Angels, 28 more than Bryce Harper of the Nationals. Blackman, 339, slugging 635, 15 homers, 16 doubles, 8 triples, 53 RBIs, 5 steals. He's got a little bit of everything. Harper, we mentioned, 322. His OPS is 1054 with 15 homers and 15 doubles, 46 RBIs. So Harper is definitely a representative, and that gives the Nationals a second representative. And also, um, the third best outfielder in the National League, if you can believe this, better than Eric, uh, Eric Thames of Milwaukee, uh, better than Marcelo Zuna of Miami and Giancarlo Stanton of Miami, it's Michael Conforto of the Mets. 289 average, 14 home runs, and 36 RBIs. His OPS is at 1098. Remember, he started the year on the bench. He only has 187 at-bats, which uh, uh, Mike Trout has 163 and 16 home runs. But uh, Conforto, not too far behind, 14 home runs and 187 at-bats. So we are going to write in Michael Conforto because he is not on this list. Cespedes is on the list. Granderson's on the list. And, uh, and Jay Bruce is on the list for the Mets so those are the three outfielders we're going to write in, uh, Michael Conforto. In the American League, um, let's, let's take a look at the best players. Mike Trout, even though he has been hurt lately and he's going to miss the All-Star game, he still gets my vote. 205 fantasy points, which is the best in the American League. 
that we are going to give it to um, Mike Trout uh, for one of the outfield spots. Another, the second best outfielder in the American League also is going to have to be a right-in. It is Aaron Judge of the Yankees, 332 average. His OPS is 1116. He has 19 home runs, 44 RBIs, five steals, 10 doubles, and two triples. Eight points behind Judge, the third place among uh, American League outfielders, is Mookie Betts of the Red Sox, 190 fantasy points, 261 average, nine homers and 33 RBIs, also has nine steals and 18 doubles. So Betts is there, Trout is there, we're going to write in Judge. So two write-ins uh, in, in our, in our uh, list here, and um, they are both local players, uh, New, York, um, uh, New York players. So Conforto will be on that list and Judge will be on that list. So that is our look at our, um, uh, our ballot. And uh, we, will, uh, we will publicize this. We will take a look at, um, you know, we, we will show it on our um, uh, Facebook page. Go to facebook.com slash sports with the stat man to come in, say hello, take a look at our uh, write-in, or, I'm sorry, at our all-star ballot that we just uh, uh, put up there and uh, see if it matches with yours. So there's some local flavor and uh, uh, no Phillies, but we do have uh, some Red Sox involved. Xander Bogarts uh, would definitely be a reserve on the team with Carlos Correa being the shortstop, uh, shortstop vote. Uh, so, uh, so that is, that is the, uh, that is the look there at our uh, ballots. All right. We have 21 minutes after the hour. That was fantasy focus for the week. Let's get back into our uh, look ahead at week number 11, injuries and hot pickups. We're going to do it position by position. Uh, when we get to starting pitchers, we're going to take a look at uh, the two-star pitching options. But, uh, so for catchers, anything new, uh, concussion for Francisco Cervelli. So he is uh, going to be out for a week. He suffered that concussion on Wednesday, or he was placed on the uh, uh, seven-day DL on Wednesday, but Tuesday. He took a foul ball off his mask, 252 average for the year, uh, but uh, he's, been, uh, he's been out since the 6th, so he uh, should be or can be coming back, but he's day-to-day, and they're going to have to play it by ear. That's really the only new, um, new injury among catchers. Not pickups for catchers, though. Uh, any, any notes there? Uh, well, let's, uh, let's take a look at uh, catchers who are available and who might be available in, in your league. Um, Alex Avila in uh, shallow leagues, Mike Zunino in, and Tyler Flowers in medium-sized leagues. And I guess a note on Tom Murphy, who um, has, had a, uh, has had an increase in uh, interest, because even though he is on the DL, because he is coming back shortly. He hasn't played at all this year. Trying to come back from a forearm injury. Uh, he may uh, be back as early as uh, today. 273 average, five home runs last year, and only 44 at bat. So he's got some power, and uh, he plays in Colorado. So that is definitely a potential to, to be a good thing. So Tom Murphy getting some, getting some love in medium-sized leagues as well. Uh, let's look at uh, injuries for first baseman. Uh, Greg Bird trying to come back from his ankle injury. He is going to AAA Scranton now uh, as he was in uh, high A Tampa. Uh, so he should be coming back relatively soon, um, playing six innings in games. So he is very he, – he will most likely, unless he has a setback, he'll be back by midweek. Uh, Justin Bohr, 
put on the DL with an ankle injury. He has had a great power year, just a great year overall, 295, 16 home runs, 40 RBIs. Uh, but they put him on the DL on Tuesday, left ankle contusion. Uh, and probably if there was a 15-day DL, this might be one of those where he might uh, try and uh, tough it out and tough through it. Instead, they put him on the 10-day DL. So he shouldn't miss more than the minimum, and he's eligible to come back on uh, June the 16th. Mike Napoli for Texas on the DL with a back injury. Uh, he also was put on on Tuesday. He's had recurring issues. So, once again, a similar type of situation where they'd rather give him the rest for the 10 days. So, not looking to be a long-term injury. And, of course, he doesn't catch anymore. So, first base, a little less of a demanding uh, position. Freddie Freeman, uh, we, we know that he was put on the DL, fractured left uh, wrist. But uh, uh, 10 weeks looks like uh, uh, still to be the case. So, around the All-Star break, Matt Adams playing well uh, in his stead. Uh, let's look at uh, hot pickups for first baseman and see what we can find. Uh, Justin Smoke in shallow leagues. We just mentioned him. He's our pick for the American League uh, All-Star game. Ryan Healy qualifies at third and first, also a shallow league option. Matt Adams for medium-sized leagues, also Danny Valencia in medium-sized leagues. But how about Wilmer Flores, who has led the league, led the National League in batting average since May 1st, and he had a, a, a one-heck of a doubleheader, six for nine, and that day – uh, single-handedly raised his average from 310 to 333. Of course, he hasn't played every day, 135 at-bats, but he's going to get in there, especially against lefties playing first. And playing third, uh, usually he's been great against lefties and has been a platoon player earlier this year, but he's making his case to be in the lineup every day. And it looks like he will until or unless he cools off. Uh, but, uh, you know, you're talking about a guy who came up as a second baseman, shortstop, uh, had his first chance to play every day at shortstop. Now more of a corner infielder. He's only 25. Uh, his slugging percentage has been 518 this year. Uh, and his slugging percentage actually has cons- has grown consistently each of his seasons in the major leagues. Um, from 295 in his cup of coffee in 2013 to 378 to 408 to 469. Now it's 518. So and he's still at that young age where he's still figuring it out. So Flores uh, still has some serious value and he's only owned in 8%, that's going to move up to 13%, but that is a deep league option for first baseman. Okay, let's take a look at uh, injuries for second baseman. Jonathan VR, back injury on the DL. Um, he was carted off the field, so uh, lower back issue. Having a real tough season, batting 213. He does have 14 steals with 76 strikeouts and 225 at-bats. And who gets the call-up? Big-time prospect, Lewis Brinson from Colorado Springs. So even though they bring in an outfielder for that move, um, not sure who will take over at, uh, at second base on a, on a uh, regular basis uh, for them. Uh, let's, uh, let's take a look. Actually, uh, uh, more, more shortstop, I believe, uh, VR. Uh, he, can, he, can, he can play in a couple of places, but uh, uh, he qualifies at second and uh, short in most leagues. Um, but let's see, it, for, for Milwaukee, uh, they're uh, in their in their depth chart at second base. Uh, let's let's see who uh, who the uh, who the guy is. It, it would be Eric Sogard who will play. Hernan Perez can play all over the place too, and, and he's kind of a, a do it all guy. Nick Franklin can also play second. Uh, Milwaukee shortstop is their shortstop of the future and of the present. Orlando Arcia. Uh, so that's why VR moved to second base. If you're looking for um, uh, hot pickups for VR. Whit Merrifield in medium-sized leagues. Chris Taylor also still getting some starts. Scooter Jeanette 
in deep leagues. Of course, his four-home run game is an aberration, but he did have a four-home run game. And in shallow leagues, Jonathan Scope of the Baltimore Orioles. Other injuries in second base, Brad Miller, uh, who plays second and short, groin issue for him. Gene Segura with an ankle issue. They should both be back by the end of the month. Devin Travis put on the DL with a knee issue. Uh, that was uh, the other day. Uh, bone bruises for him. Uh, so he is, uh, uh, he has played pretty well when he's been in there, but you know, injuries have always been a concern with Devin Travis and in keeper leagues, Ozzie Albies of the Atlanta Braves foot injury. Uh, he was put on the DL in triple a Gwinnett child ball off his foot. Uh, so those are the second base injuries. Um, by the way, let's just uh, break for a second here, just to tell you that the, uh, uh, the live feed is going to cut out in under a minute. We have, um, we have the podcast-only version continuing on here. We're going to go through the rest of the injuries, the rest of the hot pickups, two-star pitchers, hitting notes as well. So you want to stick with us. Our next episode will be next Saturday morning. Next Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time, we'll be with you week 11, heading into week 12 in fantasy baseball. And uh, a critical time in your fantasy team. Get a tough start trying to turn it around. That's what we're trying to help you out with this week and every week, really. We're trying to get you through and uh, figure out which players are the best ones to take a chance on on the waiver wire. And hopefully that will, uh, uh, that will help you. Uh, and you can, you can listen to the entire podcast in a number of different ways on iTunes, on Stitcher, the smart radio app. And if you have CarPlay in your car, Apple CarPlay, you can listen to the show through, uh, through the Stitcher app. Uh, also, our Blog Talk Radio page, that's the only place you can listen live. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash v-statman. That's T-H-E dash statman. We're also on, uh, uh, on Facebook. We, pull, we put all of our audio on Facebook at facebook.com slash sports with the statman. And if you have a, a fantasy question or co-opinion you want to get off your chest, start the conversation or join the conversation on Twitter at gstatman. So just go uh, look me up at gstatman. That's G-S-T-A-T-M-A-N. And the website is statmansportsonline.com. That's statmansportsonline.com. Now on to the 15-minute podcast-only version. Still going through third basemen, shortstops, outfielders, and pitchers in terms of injuries and hot pickups. And we're up to third baseman. Not a lot of injuries for third baseman. Martin Prado, hamstring injury for him. That is as significant as anything out there. Uh, but he is rehabbing it, and he should be back soon. Matt Duffy for Tampa hasn't played all year long uh, with a heel injury, uh, so he has uh, uh, really ha- hasn't been able to progress in a rehab assignment. So he, they're really taking their time in bringing him back. Of course, he was brought over from San Francisco in the Matt Moore trade, Tampa coming out on the bottom end of that one so far. Adonis Garcia for Atlanta. DL for him, sprained index finger, not really fantasy relevant as he's only owned in 5% of CBSSports.com leagues. However, for third baseman, if you're looking to improve in that area, Ryan Healy in shallow leagues, Scooter Jeanette in deep leagues, he also qualifies at third. Danny Valencia in and Wilmer Flores, once again, we gave you their names for first base, but they're also available for third base. Uh, Valencia, medium-sized leagues, Flores in deep leagues. Also, Yulieski Guriel in Houston in medium-sized leagues. He's a 277 hitter, six homers and 28 runs batted in. So that is a look at third base, but not a lot going on this, this week uh, for that position. Shortstops, let's take a look at injuries there. We talked about VR and Miller and Segura. Marcus Semien still uh, looking to be out until July. Uh, hot pickups for shortstops, Andrelton Simmons in shallow le- in, in medium-sized leagues, I should say. Also, Tim Beckham for Tampa. He has hung in there, 278 average now, 
10 home runs. The problem with him is 81 strikeouts and 230 at-bats, but he is hitting well. He's on a six-game hitting streak, three multi-hit games in his last four, and his batting average has gone up from 263 to 278. So he has done well, and he's available in medium-sized leagues. Shallow leagues, Didi Gregorius, Zach Kozart, who's our pick in the National League for the All-Star game. Eric Sogard is going to get some uh, some more play, and he qualifies at short, but he's going to be playing second base for VR. Uh, also, Jordy Mercer, both in deep leagues and in keeper leagues, Ahmed Rosario uh, and Brendan Rogers, just bubbling up under the surface. So those are uh, so th- those are some interesting options maybe for the second half of the season. Uh, let's look at outfielders and the injuries for uh, for the outfield. Mitch Haniger, what is the latest on him? Is oblique issue. Uh, he is playing in Triple A, so he is close to coming back. He really had a great first four weeks of the season, and has been out ever since. But he is progressing well in Triple A, and now he's in Tacoma, one step from Seattle. Kevin Kiermeyer with a hip injury, uh, and uh, that hurts because Kiermeyer is a guy, a great defensive player, who can go and get the ball. Uh, he's been hitting with a little power this year, seven home runs, but also ten steals, batting two fifty eight. But he had a fracture in his hip. He slid into first. And uh, uh, they put him on the DL. Malik Smith was the call-up. And uh, he will miss, Kiermaier will miss two months. So it's looking like August will be his return. And he is owned in 53% of CBSSports.com leagues. Jason Worth on the DL with a toe injury. Um, probably will miss more than the minimum time. Manuel Margot, calf injury for him. Almost back to full action. Having a good rookie season. 260 average, four homers, 13 RBIs, five stolen bases. Gerardo Parra on the DL with a quad issue. He will probably be out uh, uh, until probably uh, another week and a half for the Colorado Rockies. Um, And also Yasmani Tomas for Arizona out with a groin injury for another week. Uh, Ryan Braun, we talked about him last week and and the fact that he's going to miss some time. Uh, He is taking batting practice though. So that is, uh, that's good, but he hasn't, he hasn't run any, uh, he hasn't run on the field yet. So that is the problem, obviously calf injury, but Braun wanting to stay loose and stay, uh, uh, you know, keep, keep his, uh, hitting, uh, his hitting eye at least. Uh, AJ Pollock with a groin injury, resuming his running on the field. So a little ahead of Braun in terms of uh, a rehab or, you know, in terms of baseball activities, Jock Peterson concussion. Of course, it's always day to day, but he's dealing with a neck injury as well. Uh, he is. Um, he will. He will go to uh, uh, play in some rehab games as well. David Dahl. That has been an, uh, an unending odyssey this year. Still feeling discomfort in his ribs. Uh, no update on him. Jacoby Ellsbury with a concussion, and uh, he is not ready for uh, for baseball uh, live game action. As uh, he is, he was set to go for Trenton, but he hasn't played. Yes. So that is, uh, those are the updates. There's a lot of uh, injuries to outfielders. Uh, looking at uh, hot pickups for outfielders, let's give you some, uh, some good ones. How about Domingo Santana in shallow leagues? He's playing for the Milwaukee Brewers, of course, with Braun out and Brinson being called up. Uh, so Santana was getting, uh, you know, everyday uh, action in the outfield. But with Brinson, maybe, maybe, maybe his, uh, uh, his numbers drop or his, his, uh, at bats drop a bit, but he had three multi-hit games back to back. Domingo Santana did, and uh, he is hitting 281 with 11 home runs and 34 RBIs. So he's pretty much an everyday player and available in 50%, going up to 68%. So he is the flavor of the week among outfielders, but available in shallow leagues. Odebel Herrera, after the week that he just had, 
also shallow leagues for him. Aaron Hicks, shallow leagues for him. He will get some all-star looks in terms of uh, a reserve role, batting 317, 10 homers, 34 RBIs. But what's most impressive is 31 walks and 31 strikeouts. So he has, uh, he has had pretty good plate discipline. Uh, in keeper leagues, you're looking at Lewis Brinson in medium-sized leagues, Malik Smith in deep leagues. Uh, how about a couple of medium and deep league outfielders that you can start right now? Let's take a look at that. Uh, Taylor Motter for Seattle, Tommy Pham of St. Louis, Denard Spann of San Francisco. All of them are owned in 30% or fewer in uh, CBSSports.com leagues. Also, Lurie Garcia of the White Sox, uh, that, is another, uh, that is another option. So those are, those are some good ones for uh, – uh, for you if you need help in the outfield. Let's take a look at starting pitchers very quickly here. I'm not going to spend too much time on any of them because there are a ton of injuries. Andrew Triggs for Oakland, hip injury for him. He will be out a couple of weeks. Danny Salazar with the shoulder, looking to be uh, – he's uh, eligible to come back uh, on June the 17th. But of course, Salazar, um, you know, having a tough year. Ten starts, 5.40 ERA for him. Uh, not what you expect out of Salazar. Jameson Tyone. Uh, groin injury, while well, it's testicular cancer, but he is coming back sooner than expected. Uh, really, you don't know what to expect with him, but he is set to pitch Monday. So he is looking to come back and scheduled to go up against Kyle Freeland at home, and he may be a two-star pitcher on, uh, uh, in, in week 11. Uh, Felix Hernandez with his groin, uh, I'm sorry, with his shoulder injury, is going to make a third rehab start. Noah Syndergaard uh, with a lat injury, uh, not ready to throw. Uh, according to him, not, qu- not ready to throw for quite some time. So that's scary. Uh, James Shields on the DL with a shoulder injury. He will make one more rehab start before returning. Dallas Keifel on the DL, uh, shut down for a week. Neck injury for him. Kyle Hendricks, a hand injury for him. Hector Santiago has a shoulder. Joe Musgrove looks to be coming back tomorrow and will pitch twice uh, against Hugh Darvish of Texas and David Price of Boston. That is a tough week to come back for Joe Musgrove, the ERA for the year, 4.89. Two-star pitching, you might want to look elsewhere for. Also, Colin McHugh with his elbow issue. He is, uh, um, uh, he has not pitched this year. Transferred to the 60-day DL. He's throwing off a mound, but no timetable for his return. Uh, Kendall Graveman, a shoulder. Boy, that Oakland uh, starting pitching staff has been decimated. Matt Garza. On the DL with a with a chest issue, he's had a good, he had a good uh, start to the year, um, but uh, he uh, it doesn't look like it will keep him out for an extended period of time. Uh, Madison Bumgarner, of course, his shoulder coming back from his dirt bike accident, back on the mound, throwing off the mound, uh, which is a big step looking to come back around the All Star break. Drew Smiley for uh, Seattle, elbow issue for him, throwing a bullpen session that is also a positive. John Gray with a foot issue. Uh, Seth Lugo comes back for the Mets today uh, against Jaime Garcia uh, in just a couple of hours. So Seth Lugo coming back after Steven Matz came back yesterday and pitched brilliantly. So the Mets getting a couple of starters back. Um, that's a good sign for them. Uh, meanwhile, Eduardo Rodriguez, knee issue. Charlie Morton, lat issue. A.J. Griffin with a side injury. Um, Tyson Ross still hasn't come back from the shoulder injury for the Rangers. Uh, so there are a ton of starting pitchers who are on the DL and out. And if you're looking for guys to step in, Jeff Hoffman for Colorado. Boy, he looked good yesterday, 4-0 and now, as he is available in, in medium-sized leagues for just for one more week. He's 4-0 and in five, in five appearances, four starts. 
2.33 ERA, 0.73 whip, and if he's available in your league, pick him up. 102 fantasy points in only five appearances, uh, and, and you know one of them was, uh, as I said, a relief appearance. His last three starts have been quality starts. His last, oh, all four of his starts have been wins. He will go next time at home against the Giants on uh, the 15th against Matt Moore. Uh, also, Buck Farmer, who's been on the shuttle to Toledo, he will start. Um, or he is a, a, apparently he he uh, will um, actually he pitched well the other night against the Angels. Maybe he's back to stay. Who knows? But he is uh, um, uh, still kind of um, not completely sure if he has the fifth starter spot or if he'll be shuttled back. But in two starts, he hasn't allowed an earned run in 13 innings and only six hits allowed, striking out 16. In 13 innings, another guy to keep your eye on in uh, deep leagues. Uh, so Hoffman in medium-sized leagues, Farmer in deep leagues, shallow leagues, guys like Jimmy Nelson, CC Sabathia, uh, Ariel Miranda, Mike Fultonevich, who has really come along lately. Uh, Fultonevich with, uh, uh, with, a, with a breakout performance where he struck out 10, only allowed uh, two hits in seven innings against Cincinnati in a no decision. Backed that up with no runs on four hits allowed in seven innings and got the win against the Phillies. So in two starts, his ERA went down from 4.44 to 3.48. But he's still 4-8 and eight on the season. Uh, however, 55 Ks and 64 and two-thirds innings, he has pitched better. Uh, and Mike, Mike Fulton-Evitt's available in medium-sized leagues for one more week. In deep leagues, we talked about Farmer. How about Sean Newcomb, who pitched the first game of that doubleheader against the Mets and pitched well? Uh, he struck out seven in his uh, in his uh, uh, major league debut, um, and um, he has uh, he has, he has pitched or he pitched well. He wasn't on the mound, obviously, when Cespedes hit the grand slam and the Mets six to one win. So he kept them fairly uh, uh, you know fairly quiet. Also, Alex Meyer of the Angels, four oh eight ERA and seven starts, and he had a hard luck loss, no runs on three hits against Detroit, and lost the game. Uh, so some unearned runs happening there, but nine strikeouts in, in that start. Available in deep leagues is Alex Myers. Uh, also, Jacob Faria of the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, he had his uh, uh, debut, but then sent back down to AAA. He's uh, 23 years old. In shallow leagues, um, we mentioned Nelson, Sabathia, Kyle Freeland, who's a two-star pitcher. In, uh, I, I believe he's a two-star pitcher this, this coming week. Yes, he is. Chad Cool against uh, uh, Chad Cool and the Pirates on Monday, and Matt Kane and the Giants on Saturday. Uh, so those are some uh, some options there. Um, in terms of uh, relief pitching injuries, uh, of course we we've uh, talked about Familia. We've talked about uh, Chapman. Um, uh, also, um, Houston Street still on the deal with the triceps issue. Zach Britton, Nate Jones. Cam Bedrosian, all of them still on the DL, uh, but looking at relievers that are available. Felipe Rivera's done a heck of a job for Pittsburgh this year. Um, he actually earned a save, but he's not the regular closer, uh, but you never know. He's a good man to have in the bullpen. Or he also, um, he's available in medium-sized leagues. Corey Knable in shallow leagues. And in deep leagues, um, let's, let's give you how about, uh, uh, well, believe it or not, Joe Smith uh, for Toronto comes up. Alec Asher for Baltimore. Uh, Randall Delgado for Arizona. Those are a couple of options uh, for you. Uh, really quickly here, as we only have a couple of minutes left, uh, the uh, the look on the uh, two-star pitchers give you a, a couple of players above 50% starting that we think uh, uh, you should uh, consider benching, as well as the opposite, uh, under 50%, who we think you should consider starting. So, 
for the ones that are starting in more than 50% of CBSSports.com leagues, how about John Lackey? He's got a week at the at City Field to face Jacob DeGrom on Monday and then at Pittsburgh on Sunday. Uh, and his ERA in the last two starts is an even six. Jake Odorizzi at Toronto, Marco Estrada, then at Detroit. He's a, he has a 4.91 ERA in his last uh, two, three starts, and he is starting at 66% of CBSSports.com leagues. Guys, under 50% who are worth starting. How about Kyle Freeland of the Rockies? He's in Pittsburgh on Monday, at home against Matt Cain on Saturday, 2.95 ERA in his last three starts. Uh, also, how about uh, Alex Meyer of the Angels against the Yankees and against the Royals, but both at home. Christian Bergman of Seattle in Minnesota in Texas. That's going to be a tough one, uh, but his ERA is 1.5 over his last three starts. Um, so a couple, of, a couple of interesting options there. Um, and uh, in terms of uh, hitter notes, do we have uh, do we have time for it? No, we really don't. We're going to have to uh, leave it to our uh, our fantasy primer on StatmanSportsOnline.com. But I will tell you, Baltimore and Boston have really good weeks coming up, as well as Minnesota 